Having a plan is everything. The majority of us just kind of jump into Ramadan at the last minute. And that is an unfortunate mistake that we make. So we're trying to reach you still when there's enough time to get it all together. We have a plan. And I'm going to share today my Ramadan schedule for 2022 and kind of how I put all that together. And so inshallah, you too can have some ideas on what you need to make it right for you because everybody's plan is different. I want to make sure I emphasize that. There is no one right way. However, there are definitely things you need to consider that everyone needs to consider in order to get yourself ready in the right way. So I'm going to give you a general approach that could work for anyone and get you ready to have your best Ramadan. Let's go. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi So before the podcast starts, wanted to come in and tell you something that my team literally just decided last minute because we're very spontaneous sometimes when we feel in the Ramadan mood. Now, many of you guys have maybe heard about something we've done a year ago that was similar to this. We rarely do this. But you might have also heard me talk about community, how important community is all the time in this podcast, but especially in the time of Ramadan. It's literally critical. In a time where you're fasting, there's pressure, it's rough, it's going to test you on so many levels. Community is what lifts you up. Now here's the thing. So many of you guys are loyal listeners. And so we wanted to give you a gift that we, like we said, haven't done in a year. And so today we're going to tell you for the next 72 hours, we're going to let women who have been interested but never actually got to try Thrive. And even women who have once tried Thrive and then got so busy in their life, decided, oh, maybe I'm thinking of coming back, to get a seven-day free pass into Thrive Muslima. It's down below in a code. If you put it in at the checkout, you'll get it completely free for those seven days, 100%, no strings attached. You want to bounce out after the seven days? Totally fine for you. You want to be nosy and poke around? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just come on in. No, literally, we feel so good about the Ramadan program we put together full program with like 30 plus lives. We have awesome speakers. We have revert imams. We have like Quran teachers. We have dua sessions. We have social icebreakers. We have a virtual eat. We feel real good. We want women to feel like a big virtual hug. So if you want it, pause the podcast right now, go down and get it because we're only going to give it to the 72 hours, the first group of women that come in, then we're going to close it up no exceptions. So at the end of the day, want to make sure you get in, you get fully supported for Ramadan, want to see you inside. So last thing I'll say before you start the podcast, if you noticed lately, my podcasts have been a bit echoey. I had to record them overseas when I was in Turkey. So this is the last one of the set, but definitely, definitely love the downtime there where I could just get passionate and relay all these feelings to you guys. So sorry for the echoes, but at the end of the day, hashtag mom life, it is what it is and I'm traveling. So <laughs> the rest of them are not like that, but yeah, go ahead. Join Thrive Muslima. I will see you inside. Have an awesome, awesome Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum. Let's get to the podcast. You might have heard me mention in previous videos, especially my morning routine video, that a great day starts 
the night before. Well, my sisters, it's the same thing with Ramadan. Everyone wants an amazing Ramadan. They don't know why they can't have one. And guess what? It's because we often wait to the last minute. So what I'm gonna do in this video is I'm gonna let you know my schedule, exactly what I do minute by minute, but actually the keys of how I have an amazing Ramadan, inshallah, doesn't die. And this year you're gonna see we have a special surprise, two special surprises that I'm gonna announce in this video, and I can't wait to share it all with you. Let's go. All right, so number one is that I do an incredible amount of prep for Ramadan. I'm talking about the list of books that I'm gonna buy, or maybe it is um, the different recipes or the food prep that I'm gonna do. I do an incredible amount of prep prior. I look at my goals from last year and I think about, hey, you know, where, where am I now? You might have seen that in some previous YouTube videos. I basically assess where I am, where I wanna go, and why I didn't get there last year if I didn't meet my goals. So I get in a lot of like headspace with that. I do a lot of prep in the house. I set up my Islamic home. I set up all my recipes. If you go back to previous videos, maybe I'll link them below. I have done all this work. So you're welcome to go back and check those out because I'm not gonna talk about them in this video. I'm gonna talk about my actual schedule. But I do encourage you if you haven't already, we have the recipe, the ultimate recipe with all my hacks on food prep. We also have um, how to make an Islamic home. And I've told you before, if you haven't already caught the videos, we're in the middle of, if you haven't caught this now, an amazing, amazing challenge, which is our five day challenge from March 23rd to 27th. And if by the time you're watching this, you missed the challenge, we still have an entire Thrive program. We have women inside for all Ramadan. I have a mentorship program, but more on that later. So for now, let's talk about the schedule and kind of how I set it up, what I include in it, and why I think it works. Okay, tip number one is I have journals. Like nothing can stay in your head because believe me, when you don't keep track of things, you don't move. So the number one thing I have is I have a journal where in Ramadan, I keep track of my goals and everything. So my schedule every day pretty much revolves around using that journal, coming back to that journal, assessing myself. So what I do is I have a Ramadan recharge journal. And this is the first year I've actually made it public where you could like get it outside. I put a link below, but I've always used this journal. It's my personal one for years to reach all of my goals. Basically within it, I set up my schedule, just like what I'll talk about today with you. I figure out what goals I want, but it is very detailed, where it's not just, oh, we're planning goals, it's about how to track those goals in a way where you're actually mentally, emotionally, and spiritually reflecting. It is not just like a checkbox, because that doesn't help you actually get where you want. A lot of people have those, oh, check, 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 but when they don't meet those checks, what happens then? We have a way to pivot that is incredibly unique, and that's what I use. I use that journal day after day, and so the first thing I do is I set up my journal, I make sure I have it, I put in all my goals. If you're a person who feels like you wanna just do that, you can go ahead and use the journal, but if you're a person who wants kind of like somebody to hold your hand and make those schedules and make those goals with you, you're more than welcome to help you know, me to help you with that inside of the mentorship program we have, I'll link that below. But for the average person, they wanna know kinda of like, what's in my schedule daily with my kids, so I'm gonna go into it now. So I thought I'd break this up into kind of like my morning, my afternoon, and my evening. So let's talk about the morning time first. So first of all, because I've done all that prep before Ramadan, I'm now basically at a point where I don't have that much to do when I wake up in the morning except just put stuff out. So for example, I make a lot of smoothies. I love smoothies because they make me feel fuller longer. I told you I have the free PDF that we've done in a video before, and I'm using those same recipes, and I usually do some type of almost like a Turkish-style breakfast where we have like little dips and jams. The most I'll cook is usually to heat up some bread, make some eggs or something, but I have so many other things that I pre-prep that don't 
cost any time for me and I'm just putting them together fast. That allows me to move right on into the main focus, which is my time alone with Alessa Peno at the island. That time alone is critical for me because once the world wakes up and once that fasting feeling starts kicking in, it's a lot harder for me. And so I get the bulk of my Quran reading done and the bulk of my reflection in my dua at that early time, either right before Sahur if I wake up early enough or right after. So around that time, I'm making all of the sunnah, the dua, if I can pray some extra prayers before even, you know, the fajr I will do. But the most part is I'm using that morning as a high energy time. For some people that's hard because they go to work or this or that. I would say before Ramadan starts, put in your mind how you're going to organize your time. Everybody's different, but for me, that's when I get the bulk of things done. Because I find once the day starts running, it's kind of too late. So once I put out the breakfast, everybody comes, my husband prays, my son prays, and some of the little ones, we don't wake them up yet, or the older ones, um, you know, they might not be staying in the house during Ramadan. So subhanAllah, we are Waking up whoever's praying, we're praying, and then alhamdulillah, my husband usually goes off to work. If I haven't already done the bulk of my reading, I will do it then. And um, if not, then I will maybe take a little nap and then wake up again, and that's when I start homeschool. Now, if I have children who are eating, I will prepare food for them. But if I have children who are um, fasting just like me, we'll do a lot of Quran and Dua together. We start the day with Dhikrullah, remembering Allah. So it's really important to prime the whole family in the morning, get everybody up on a good foot, and obviously make sure you get all that hydration in before we fast. But that's kind of how my mornings go. They're a little bit similar to the rest of the year. And what I would say is that I just intensify that in Ramadan. And in the last 10 nights, I intensify it even more. I'll go into that in a later YouTube video, what I do in the last 10 nights with my family, but for sure that's kind of how my mornings go. Okay, now let's move on to the afternoon. So because I homeschool, if it's during the week, we are homeschooling, but people ask me, do you still homeschool through Ramadan? 100%, because guess what? It is so hard if you leave that till the end of the year, it just piles up and you tend to miss a lot of curriculum. So if I'm talking to a homeschooler right now, I just suggest you do a lighter schedule. And if I'm talking to people who send their kids off to school and you go off to work, then obviously you're just gonna go off about your business with whatever type of uni or work or whatever it is that you do. If you're a woman who your children go off and you stay home, then for me that would probably be the bulk of the time where I would do any food prep or cleaning or things like that because again, I like to do it when I still have a fair amount of energy. Usually between like three and seven, that's the hardest time of the day. And so again, I'm doing like high energy stuff very early in the morning and then um, people say, how can you do so early? Isn't it so early? I can't get that done. If you've watched my previous videos, I prep myself before. I start eating later. I start waking up even earlier. I mean, I generally wake up that early anyway, but the point is I prime weeks before to ease myself into it. I suggest if you're not used to it, you do it too. It is totally doable. Don't say you can't. By Allah, don't put limits on Allah because it is us, we're limiting ourselves. You can do it. So for the afternoon, I'm spending that time to focus on like the bulk of the work I have to do, whether it's homeschooling, I do some stuff with Mindful Muslima, I have a lot of um, phone calls, of coursework I have to check, conversations, emails back and forth with my team. For me, to be honest, it's work for me too. So I do my kids and then um, I do my work. I don't tend to take a nap, I'm gonna be honest, but if I feel I really need to, I will. But I'll always set a timer because if you sleep more than 45 minutes, we all know you become moody. So I don't do that, right? But then my husband comes home around four-ish 
and I'll tell you what happens next. All right, so my husband then comes home, and alhamdulillah, you know, he kind of engages and plays with the kids. At that point, the children who are very small, maybe they're um, seven or eight or under, they're allowed to watch a tad bit of TV at three o'clock. We choose the shows. And again, we always try to encourage more um, like Islamic nasheed or stories of the prophets. Sometimes we have a class, a Zoom class that we jump on. We try to go into other um, classes for Islamic stuff. There's a lot of awesome stuff on the internet. We join something for the kids, get them excited or I'll just pop on the couch and we'll read a prophetic story together of one of the prophets like whatever the focus is we know that's our time to connect together and then if it's a beautiful day tell the kids to go out and play again my kids are all fasting from usually eight years old and up they fast for the entire day or at least up until like 4 p.m. and that's because they want to like to be honest um, it's a big deal in our family life totally changes during Ramadan. We get the kids super excited. It's very family orientated. We're going to our cousins. They're coming to us. We're, we're making sure everybody feels super, like we know this is a special time and they don't want to be left out. So I encourage that to parents that if you make it a super special time, and also by the way, my kids have already been encouraged with different goals we've set for them. And so they're working towards goals for a law, but also like personal prizes and stickers and things. I do games with them, usually about the afternoon time. That's when we do some bonding time together. Because after that, I always have to go and prep for dinner and stuff. And we'll talk about that now. So again, if you have basically seen my previous videos and how I prep, I don't do a lot of dinner. And I love to cook from scratch homemade meals and I do that and I'm able to do that because I do so much prep. Last year, if you wanna watch one of my older videos, I did invest in a freezer that was like a stand-up one so I can have actual, um, how do I say it, like shelving. I know that's geekish, but I found like from sambusa to fish, I want to separate it. I found when I had one of those big freezers, I was like digging through it and I could hardly find where things are and it made me unorganized and unmotivated so that might be your issue if you don't have it it was literally the organization so I think I, I saved up 200 bucks and I got that freezer and now year after year that's what I'm going to be using so my um, suggestion to you is if you can make the prep before it's going to make dinner easier so I'm just usually assembling and you can see all the way back I think from my 2019 videos I am just assembling for dinner not like full-on cooking usually and then if I have time I'll cook a special dessert that day as well but mostly we have tons of fresh fruit for like hydration and stuff absolutely love it and then alhamdulillah um, we end up breaking fast really quick we go we pray either in the house or the masjid depends on if it's the weekend, we tend to go to the, the mosque. We don't want to stress ourselves out. But during the week, we'll all pray in Jama'ah in the house. And then we go and we sit down, we have dinner. Then we will have like um, a light tea and sit and read Quran as a family. My husband will usually do lessons with the kids. And then Alhamdulillah, um, we will have a, like a, maybe a light to fruits or desserts. And then the kids go off to bed. Except for the ones who can pray, they will do some prayers with us. But my husband and I, we do longer prayers together, like the Tarah we type long long prayers and um, after we put the kids to bed and then we stay up together spend just a tad bit of time as you might have seen before in our previous videos we usually live uh, I think it's Fahad al-Kandri I'm, I'm not sure and um, he has usually series after series after year that he comes out with um, and I put those on YouTube before I think you might have seen me and we just spend a little time together and 
the thing, sisters, is this. If you can do this during Ramadan and like it becomes your schedule, you can kind of almost do that a lot of those elements outside of Ramadan. But what I would say the secret is, is to track track, track what you're doing. And if at any point, when if you make this motivation, um, you go to do your schedule and you find out it's not working, you gotta catch it right away. That's why I have the journal. That's why I have the mentorship program where I actually sit with women in lives and I talk about like very real, like what is going on with you? Why is it not working? We're not beating you up. We're not allowing you to beat yourself up. We wanna just get to the bottom of why it's not working and how we can make it better. So I've done this for years with women. I'll put the links below again for the mentorship below. I'll put the links for the journals. I'll put the links for all the eBooks that we have for free. And if you wanna talk to me, if there's still any openings left, I will put my scheduler there. It's often a bit hard, but I'm gonna be so active this Ramadan in the mentorship. And lastly, inside of Thrive Muslima, I've put the link there for the entire program that we're gonna have with so many socials, the virtual Eid, all the good stuff. I can't wait to see you guys inside. Thank <laughs> you.